0: Y'all ready to be history? Get started.
1: Welcome. Hi. 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 Hello.
0: Audio Suite. These guys are professional, the motivated. Thanks to Tribooth,
1: the best vocal booth for home or on the road voice recording, and Austrian Audio, making passion heard. Introducing Robert Marshall from Source Elements and Someone Audio Post Chicago. Darren Robert Robertson from Voodoo Radio Imaging Sydney. Tech to the VO stars: George the Tech Whitam from LA, and me, Andrew Peters, voiceover talent and home studio guy. Line up. Man. And welcome to another Pro Audio Suite, thanks to Austrian Audio, making passion heard. And Tribooth, don't forget the code, T-R-I-P-A-P-200, to get $200 off your Tribooth. Now, something new has been uh, hitting the internet, and that is something new from Rode, and it's the NT1 fifth generation. It's not only just a large condenser mic with an XLR
2: cable, it's also got a USB cable. This is more like the original, I hope, this is more like the original NT1 that they made that, that they then tried to make worse with the NT1A. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, the NT1
1: the NT the NT1 is their large condenser mic, which they've sold, I would hate to guess how many they've sold, hundreds of thousands of NT1s. So the 5th Gen, what they've done is yeah. they've added the USB connectivity to the NT1. Ah, uh, Okay. Which is kind of cool because you can just plug straight into your laptop without having an interface.
2: Kind of, but but there's no headphone monitoring, and it it lacks the full interface. So, what are you gonna really do with that? I mean, you're 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 definitely not gonna get any low latency monitoring out of that setup.
0: You'll get yeah. low because you know sure. if you're recording 30, if you're running sending a 32 bit float through your AD converter. And and then yeah. punching that it'll, down USB, it's going to be quick. Like you could, you could monitor this mic through Reaper or Pro Tools with. I'm not sure if it'll be absolutely unnoticeable, but usable latency. Let's put it this way. Yeah, it'll be not
2: too annoying. It's not going to be like an Elvis slap no. echo, that's for no. sure. But it does seem like a little bit of a half USB feature because it's not a full. It's interface. interesting
0: that they chose to. It must be something about they want the mic to look like the just a regular mic, but have this cool yeah. secret feature. Whereas the NT-USB is literally all about being a USB mic, it makes no bones about it. It has two big knobs on the side, so it's obviously got something going on. So maybe it's just it's perception. It feels more pro because it doesn't have knobs well, and switches all over it. I don't I don't know.
3: Or did they see what Shaw did with the SM seven and sort of decide that we're gonna do
1: that, maybe? Oh the MV the M V three what it was called from Shaw? What did
3: Shaw do? Is the, it wasn't it the SM seven B and they stuck a USB connectivity onto it or something, didn't they? Yeah, Yeah. so it's got both, but it's a dynamic.
2: I I think what's interesting about this is, okay, you have an XLR, you give it 48 volts, but then you plug in USB, and somehow the USB, it's like that thing has got some sort of intelligent power supply to know where the diaphragm
0: is getting its juice from. Well, you know how they fixed that problem? How? By putting the USB jack in the center of the XLR. Uh, You can't can't have have both both at at the same same time. time. So their problem is fixed. I
2: agree with that, but they do have some sort of, like, Interesting way to the power supply of going from five volts to power the diaphragm and
0: going from twenty-four volts to power it's is different. Well, you have to have a DC to DC converter and to up upstep the voltage. You have to have preamp circuitry, an AD converter circuit. Obviously, no DA needed because there's no output headphone out. There's you know, but there's a lot of negative space inside of you and, and inside a large diaphragm. Condenser mic with a body the size of a U eighty seven. There's a lot of room in there to put more electronics. Yeah. So, I guess I figured what there's the hell. not going to be a lot of room to plug in
2: your USB cable because I know that on the NTG four, if you don't get the right cable, you're not plugging it in. and It's not going to fit.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's no. There's not much room in there. You 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 can't use a USB C with a big thick. I don't know. A big, really big plug on. Yeah. yeah. It has Jacket to, have a small to it. Small plug, yeah. but it's, well, yeah, it won't. Yeah. It's it's very clever packaging. Let's just put it that way. I thought for sure yeah. it was going to sure be like it the, the Yeti Pro, which has XLR and USB, but separated. You can use them simultaneously. Um, right. So I was a little disappointed about that. That was my one little poo-poo. Then I thought, well, how often do I do that? And I'm like, I don't know. Why would you but do you that? Could, you could use yeah. the USB as a 32-bit float backup to your main rig. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, If you're self self recording, so that's kind of cool. But that's again a niche. Um, Mm. For DBA, they still claim to be the lowest, quietest uh, studio condenser mic, and I think they can hold that crown because even the quote unquote sub-zero mic. Have you heard of that one by Lewitt? No. No. Oh yeah, yeah. They claim that you know know. it's claimed to be below zero (laughs) noise. Well, the electronics, yeah, Yeah, the the electronics are zero vu, but the (laughs) capsule when you add that on, it's about four. It's about four dB a, so it's similar, about the same. Bottom line is the damn thing's quiet. But what would be the gain setting for the preamp if you're recording in thirty-two bit float, Uh, Robert? What would you set the gain to on the internal preamp for that? Use case?
2: Well, I think that recording float directly means nothing because you're really recording 24, t- technically 23 bit, I think, on 32 bit float because it's all about the big number until you change the gain after the fact where the float thing becomes an ad- advantage. Before you record, you're recording at your level with no modification up or down, so there's no benefit to. I've never understood this. Why anybody thinks it's a good idea to create a float recorder? You're just recording 23 bits with a bunch of zeros at the end of it that someone can change later to adjust the gain
0: without loss. But until then, you're just collecting empty data. So does it matter so much what you set your gain to in the software for the road? You know, because it connects to Road Connect and Road or we, yeah, Road Connect and Road Central, and you can adjust the gain and. It, it does. It does. It's the same thing. I mean, it, it's still 23-bit, which is
2: 24-bit, which means you can record ridiculously low and still capture at least or better than 16-bit resolution, which is what anybody is going to consider a usable recording. So it still has that same thing, but I'm just saying when you record directly into Float, you're filling the first side of the of the word, the f- which is like the description of the waveform. You're capturing that waveform at whatever bit depth you can. And then the advantage to float is later you give somebody the sound file and they can add or remove gain to it without permanently destroying that description of the waveform. But if you don't get a really good description of the waveform at the beginning, it doesn't matter. So when you record into a number, you would get the exact same resolution recording 24-bit and just file converting the file to float as you would just recording directly into float. Is it about clipping,
1: though? Is that that, that why they've done the thirty-two bit float, so you don't clip? That's the theory.
2: After the fact, after the fact, yeah. though, it's like y- you can add gain, and then you're like, oh, I clipped it, and then you can turn the gain
0: away. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm saying. So what would be the right gain setting if you're recording a
2: 32-bit float? I would hit around minus 12. It's the same rules as fixed point, because until you're done recording, the benefit of float is zero. Float is all about post-processing or something you do to the signal After you capture it, if you're sending it to a, like the idea of float in real time would be you capture at 32 bit float and then you send it into a compressor and you compress the hell out of it in a compressor and normally it would distort. But then you can just turn the output gain in the compressor, you know, like like after the compressor is done distorting it, you could still turn the volume down and you would undistort it because the volume is a parameter of the file instead of baked into the file. But what you capture is baked into it. The initial capture is baked in. It's what you do after that you can turn the volume into a parameter that you can like clip something and unclip it by turning it down. Am I... I, I don't know if I'm confusing people about the nature of 32-bit. I was bit, confused right from the beginning, quite to me. frankly. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. You're constantly <laughs> confused, though. Come on. George, George is, is this making sense to anybody?
3: <laughs> yes, I guess? Most yes, most of it. Most of it. Are you making yeah. sense
0: to me? Most of it. Not all of it. Most of it.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like having a, having a a drawing a line across a waveform, and then anything above that line is clipping, but you can, you're actually after the fact. You can actually move that line above what was clipped, and then all of a sudden it's not clipped. That's... When I'm kind of- you
2: you first have to capture the un the waveform unclipped before you can clip it and then unclip it. But if you capture the waveform clipped, it's clipped. But if it was clipped, your only
1: clip if you if you're actually over uh, riding the um the the actual capsule too hard. Is that correct, or are you talking
2: or the electronics? So so you have an A to D converter, yeah. right? And the and the A to D converter saying I see this waveform and I'm going to describe it with 23 bits. And so, I think um, I I forget exactly how it is, but 32 bit means that the word is is split into two sections. There's a 23 or 24 bit word which describes the waveform, and then there's an 8 bit number that describes the gain. Yeah. When you first record, the gain is zero. I mean, do you have a gain knob inside you, Andrew, that you are turning up and down that somehow you oh, can yeah, part into this yeah, file? Yeah, I do. Yeah. It, right. It's capturing it at zero gain. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, you can mess with the gain of the file. So think of 32-bit as like a file that has a gain knob attached to it. Yeah. And if you turn the gain and you give it to somebody else, they can turn the gain down. Compared to with fixed point, you turn the gain up on your file, you give it to somebody else, they can turn the gain down, but the change to the waveform of you turning the gain the up Damage is already is done. permanent. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, the yeah. damage it's is done damaged. and you can't yeah. undo yeah. it. Yeah. But if, if, if you're capturing it, you're just trying to get a good picture of the sound, and that doesn't change if you're recording 32-bit or 24-bit. So to answer George's question, the rules are exactly the same. Try to capture around minus 12. Really watch out if you're getting somewhere between minus 3 and minus 6. Or minus six and minus three, and really don't try to hang out above minus three, um, because that's truly like you know your headroom. The, the exact same rules as 24-bit recording, I yeah. think, because mm. there's no benefit like to recording directly. To I found a minute.
0: really good article about this just now on Sound Devices' website, sounddevices.com. Mm-hmm. They have an article called 32-bit float files explained, and it really gets into the math um, and has a really good graphical... Right. You know, illustrations that explain different bit, word, lengths, and, and and all this. It's a good article. So if you want to supplement this, take a look at this on, on sounddevices.com. Yeah. You know, it's a really good explanation.
1: Well, the other thing that needs explaining, really, is what a road. Who are they targeting with this microphone?
2: I think that people who want to get a USB microphone, but in their heart know that if it doesn't have an XLR jack, it's probably going to be a limited investment. Like the mic will have more uses, more professional uses as an XLR mic compared to a USB mic. The thing I think would be a plus for for what we do
1: is that, you know, imagine you're on the road, you take that mic with you, you've got your interface, you've got your laptop, you're about to do a session and
2: your interface shits its pants. My Rode AI-1 never shit its pants. Yeah, that's good.
3: What if you're on the road and you've been partying the night before and you shoot your pants? <laughs> yeah,
1: do that as well. Just while like, you're sitting on your interface. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that wouldn't be. That wouldn't be good. That would not be good. Well, I, I, I think it's for. Well, it's obviously a miss for multiple audiences, but I think it's mainly for creators. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk sorry. into a camera and want the yeah. best possible sounding mic captured directly into their system. Yep. Um, yeah. And then they've got an ATEM, blah, 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 you know, some super duper video switcher that's shit for audio. So now yep. they have two different audio streams. They have their mic stream and they have their ATEM. Which, you know, I've talked to enough creators and, and media producers to know that the audio in an ATEM, those little black magic video switchers that people love, mm-hmm. is yep. crap. So, for them to buy a mic with a great sounding AD converter, plug and play and go, and... Mm. Oh, Just add it as an input in their OBS or whatever their video switcher. Are you guys hearing all the ad yeah, notification? Yeah. things? Yeah. Damn sorry, it! Yeah, it. sorry. It's coming out, <laughs> out of so many places. I don't even know where you guys. What you guys can hear.
2: I think also Andrew's point is a is a backup interface. It's not bad if you're traveling. It's a it's like a backup interface in one. Yeah. But yeah. should we stuff a microphone into your interface so that you have a backup microphone?
0: Uh you mean <laughs> uh, the Apogee One? So if you, yeah, yeah. So if you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. which was an interface. With a built-in <laughs> backup microphone, yeah, right. Yeah. It's one oh of the few, God. one of the only I know of. Do you know of any other audio interfaces with a built-in backup microphone or a microphone at all? I believe
2: Roland made the like it was, it was the Roland Cakewalk interface, and I believe it had a microphone in it for some bizarre reason, like a little square hole in the uh-huh. thing. Um, I mean, if you don't talk to count the talkback mic in the in the
0: various interfaces, not really. No. I mean, and it wasn't all that great either. I tried it out. It sounded just as good as the the mic in my iPad at the time, but it had one.
1: Right. I thought Roland was the headless Thompson gunner. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's another Roland.
3: <laughs> uh, for those those Australians who used to listen to Doug Mulray, I'm reminded of Roland Roller from Roland Roller Doors <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't.
3: Mulray FM at the House
2: of Music. Oh, excuse me for a second, will you? Hello, Doug Mulray, Triple M. Hey,
3: good night. Is That Doug Mulray?
2: Yes, yes. Who's this? Ah, uh,
3: this is Roland Rollador. Roland Rollador. Yeah, Roland Rollador from Roland
2: Rolladors Rollador. Hang on a minute. Y- your name is Roland Rollador, yeah. and you sell rolladors. Yeah, that's right. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> it's a funny sort of coincidence, isn't it? Yeah,
0: I suppose you're right. I never really saw it that way before. Tuesday, they tell me you're quick, you're yeah, the smart one of the family, were you, mate? <laughs>
3: rollin' roller from rollin' roller doors, roller doors.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, now I'm just thinking of like rollin', rollin', rollin'. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Rawhide. There's another. One. Yeah. Right. Just, just as <laughs> an aside,
3: that I was just looking at when you mentioned that um, the sub-zero. Um, microphone before, George. I've never heard of it and went and had a look. And there's a they've got a pencil condenser and it's got interchangeable capsules. It comes with three different capsules it's for, on a on, like a on a pencil mic, which I thought was kind of interesting. Are they compatible with like AKG CK-1 series? I have no idea. It doesn't really give well, away too to
0: be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, Lewitt me. is one of the ex-AKG guys. Oh, yeah. is it?
1: Yeah. Uh, okay.
2: But they broke away from AKG before AKG really... Through the whole towel, in.
1: they did. I think they did. I, I, I'm not 100 percent on that,
0: but uh, well, yeah. yeah, Lewitt's been around for a while.
2: Well, yeah, here
0: that's,
2: we go. that's super interesting because Lewitt was besides, like Lewitt was one of the first ones to do the dual diaphragm, um, like s- output for each diaphragm, like the OC818. They were one of the first companies like that in Sphere. Yeah,
3: well, it's got three yeah. capsules, so it's cardioid, supercardioid, and omni for this pencil mic. And it's 39 pounds. Does it say
2: anything about CK-1? Wow. Well, uh, oh, is it the LTC-40? Which, which mic is it? The SZC-100.
3: S for Sam, Z, Z for C? Zero, C for Charles, 100. Three interchangeable capsules. Fascinating.
1: You wouldn't want to know what came up on mine when I Google searched that. <laughs> but uh, it's going to take me a while to get that uh, washed out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs>